Hi, and welcome to a podcast from Hope Springs Church Coventry. For more, please find us on Facebook at Hope Springs Church or on Twitter, we're at Hope Springs Cobb. Thank you and enjoy. Okay, when uh, Steve asked me to do this, it was a bit like jumping before I was being pushed, actually. <laughs> Overcoming fear, yeah. Well, <laughs> that was taking a step. I don't know how well I've I've, I've actually walked it, but you know. Still part of the process. Yes. Anyway, um, we're getting to sort of work at reading Facebook and things like that. I don't do it too often, but um, I came across this, and it's uh, from the Pope's. Mass, morning Mass, this last Tuesday. And what I like is that you could be, um, as a church, we can have what we think is what we're following. You know, but, you know, it's really God's plan. Um, And this is what uh, the uh, Pope said. It, it It links, but maybe not as strongly. Lazy Christians, Christians who do not have the will to go forward, Christians who don't fight to make things change, new things, the things that would do good for everyone if these things would change. They are lazy, parked Christians. They have found in the church a good place to park. And when I say Christians, I'm talking about laity, priests, bishops, everyone. But there are park Christians. For them, the church is a parking space that protects life. They go forward with all the insurance possible. But these stationary Christians, they make me think of something that grandparents told us as children. Beware of still water. That which doesn't flow is the first to go bad. (laughs) And uh, I just thought it just fits in with what? we're saying yeah. what we what we want to be as a church we don't want to be a church where we just come ha- say hello yeah. sort of have a good time help us feel you know good um you know and then go away you've got a week where our spirits sort of slide down and then we come back and we sort of yeah. Yeah. Like we don't want to be a church like that we want to be a church that makes a difference we want to see the church bringing in the kingdom okay uh, Galatians 2.20 uh, 20 says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So, you know, we talk about fear and all our sort of fears. I've got more than most when it comes to speaking to people um, and stepping out in sort of evangelical sort of moves sort of thing first someone was to say right we're going into the city centre and we're just going to you know go up to people and preach that would really um, frighten me and put my hand in there I'd probably find an excuse (laughs) 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 so I'm just too busy it's it's not the thing that I find easy. Yeah. Um, 
and I, I struggle with it because I sometimes think, you know, we can we can go up to a stranger and say certain things. A, <laughs> a if, if if I had the strength to go up to someone and sort of speak about God, right? You know what? I've got to know that what I'm saying is correct. And what if I say something's wrong? <laughs> you know, I have those sort of insecurities and things. But I need them to know that I walk that life. Yeah. 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 There's too many people sort of say, "Do as I say, not as I do," yeah. um, and that's so wrong. Yeah. yeah. We're to lead by example. Absolutely. And uh, so, yes, there are times when we see might see someone, and a word will reach them, but. I want to know that God's given me that word to reach them. And to do that, the only way I'm going to do that is to really, you know, seep myself in God's word and listen to him and and be able to hear God saying that. Now, Steve wanted us to sort of give examples of where we've stepped out and fear uh, you know out of fear but into the love of God stepped out love dares I'll tell you something that happened to me many years ago I was at a bible week in Bilthwells I was at a meeting and it was um I don't know if it's to do with healing but it we came into a time of healing and people were sort of saying if you've got something uh, you know you wanted praying for we'll get together in groups so I was confronted with you know one of my fears <laughs> and there were a few of us praying for this lady who said that she had tinnitus in her ear she couldn't hear properly through it because of tinnitus and it was her left ear and I was standing on her right hand side and I just had this I felt real word to say blow in her ear <laughs> Right? And I was thinking, yeah, but I'm on the wrong side. The others are on that side. <laughs> and I didn't. And I felt, you know how you get when fear sort of takes, you get knotted, you feel knotted and everything. That's, and it, it really has stuck with me. I sort of, you know, said, oh, sorry, you know, but I've never had a word like that as a specific like that and but I'll never know because I didn't step out do you know what I mean yeah absolutely and so that was that was something that you know black mark (laughs) so to speak but thankfully God's grace is there absolutely and he will give opportunities again he knows he knows your you know your weaknesses but he just asks us to step out in his strength yeah, not in ours um, so another sort of quote for you Ephesians 2 we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do so we could look at that and say we've got specific good works for us to do we must listen you know because he's already prepared these for us to do or you know the picture is that um 
you know, Christ came down to give us life. And what was his, what did he want us to do? It was to go and reach others. So, you know, we've got, got our th- things to do. Right. Uh, 1 John four, sixteen to 18 says, And so we know and rely on the love of God, on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. Then it goes on to say, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Right? Perfect love drives out fear. Right? Christ had perfect love for the Father. Right? But when he came to coming up to the cross, he had to go before the Father to pray. He prayed, you know, take this cup if you take this cup away. He was human. He had those fears. But perfect love, he had perfect love for the Father. He could stand, stand up and then take on the cross all the sins of the world for us. Didn't mean to say he wasn't frightened of it. So, I mean, so that's a supreme example. You know, God wants us to walk by faith, whereas Satan wants us to walk by fear. Right, we've got to confront those fears because uh, greater is He that is in us. So fear, basically, is the tool of the devil. It uses that to make us feel miserable, um, and He wants to destroy our lives. Um, and it starts by just a little thought, and then creates emotions that can rule us. Now, on Monday, I had an email from my head. <laughs> and the wording of it created... <laughs> uh, basically, uh, something has gone wrong in the exam system. And he says, right, I need to... We need to... No, no, she said, um, I would like you to, ta- uh, to explain what has gone wrong and why. Um, and I was thinking, oh, gosh... Um, and then at the end, he says, "If you prefer, you can see me." <laughs> so, I'm, sort of, I'm sort of thinking, I've got to either write it down, which you know, I'm not, I'm not a linguist. I'm not sort of very sort of good with my words, <laughs> and and he is, <laughs> so he can wrap wrap words around, you know, anything. Or I have to see him. The thought of you know booking an appointment to see him was frightening, and I just thought, "I'm fearful, God." <laughs> so I did sort of pray, and you know, I sort of said, "Look, I've got to get, I've got to be able to do this, but I need you, I need you to give the words, and I need you to just be sovereign over the the situation." So um, anyway, during during the day. 
um, it happened that I was coming down the stairs and the head was in the foyer and he'd been speaking to someone and then just walked off and there was no one else in the foyer. So I thought, I shall get him now. <laughs> so I did and explained to him what went wrong and why and, you know, gave him sort of assurances that it won't happen again. I don't know why it happened. I don't know if it's my fault or not, but... Yeah. <laughs> the way it's it's to do with an external body and and things and they're not they don't seem to be particularly um good at informing and things so uh, but uh it was surprisingly short and he was okay about it so i, I you know <laughs> that was just something it's not not going out and ministering or anything like that. It was just in my normal everyday life in a situation that made me fearful and really knotted me up inside. You know, it was it was good. Yeah. So, you know, fear does try to be your constant companion. There's always, you know, something on the shoulder sort of telling you things and trying to point you in that direction. Feeling fear does not mean to say you're a coward. It's only if you back away from what's the st- what the situation is. Right? And we can feel so unempowered to go into a situation and sometimes it's at that point when God says look I'm your strength you know trust in me I'm with you yeah it is as a you know Christian and you know knowing that God is in my life it it just is such a strength to me to know that I don't go into things alone you know it it is right um I was listening to oh, oh someone on the on YouTube. And this quote When fear knocks on your door, get faith to open it. <laughs> answer it. Yeah. You know something knocks on your door, you go, no, no, just stand up in faith. You take it take take the moment, you know, and then go and answer it, sort of thing. So uh Now, one thing that, one of the parables really um, used to bug me when I was growing up. I thought it was so unfair. Okay. Because, <laughs> you know, you don't really see the full meaning behind it. And it was a parable of the bags of gold. So I'm going to read it. I will <laughs> bring some things out. Again, it was like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to the other two bags, and to the other one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags went out at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also did the one with two bags of gold gain two bags more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, his master, the master of servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five. Um, see, I've gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. To the man with two bags of gold... 
Um, he said, the man, the man said, Master, you trusted me with two bags of gold, I've gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful a few things, I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you were a hard man, in harvesting where you had not sown and gathering where you had not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here's what belongs to you. His master replied, You wicked, lazy servant. You knew that I harvested where I had not sown and gathered where I had not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So the bag of gold... Uh, so take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has the ten bags. For whoever has been given more, they will have in abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them and thrown and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be a weeping and gnashing of teeth. Alright? When I was here, I just used to think, oh, that's a bit harsh. Because he hadn't actually lost the money <laughs> you know he could have invested you know one of them could have invested it in something that went totally wrong and sort of wiped out the supplies you see yeah he just wasn't willing to take the risk and, uh, so that, that you know when I was growing up that really bugged me sort of thinking wow oh, we shouldn't be gambling you know and things like that and sort of things like that you know but obviously in some accounts it says ten to five talents and you know, two talents and one talent as the coin. And if you read it in that light, um, it's a case of, well, God has blessed you with a number of talents, whether whether it be finance, whether it be um, the ability to speak eloquently, <laughs> whether it be, um, you know, boldness, whether it be just physical ability, you know, and you know musical all these things God has blessed you with um, you know we have to we've been given these things for a reason God made us all different he could have made everyone the same you know and what what, what would be the point of the world actually if we're all the same it'd be horrendous we're all different we have different qualities that we bring to everybody else and we have to utilise them so yes, if you've been given a talent for something and God has blessed you with that and then you decide, well, I'm not going to use it. I'm going to live in the fear. I'm going to live in fear. You know, I'm not stepping out in faith. Right? If you don't step out in faith, you're living in fear. You're living under the realm of, the, of Satan. You're not stepping out into the kingdom of God. So, yeah, I mean, we have to get used to uh, reading that, not from a monetary point of view. I know that, you know, people have, you know, prosperity teachings and things, and being prosperous is not just money. Being prosperous is living in the kingdom and having a good quality of life a rounded life with others, relationships. Relationships is that, you know, the strength of relationships that you have, that is like gold, Mm. you know. Being able (coughs) 
to go out. You might not have the money, but be able to speak to someone. Yeah. To smile at someone, you know. And have that, that, you know, just a little interaction with someone who's smiling at them. And they don't, they feel, they've noticed me. Yeah. You, know, some, you know, to someone that might be the best bit of a day. And and so I sort of look at that, and I, when I'm I try and sort of even do that, just make sure that I just acknowledge people by eye or anything. You know, I I I need to get more into the words. I I know I do. I need to build my strength up, but but the strength, not my own strength. But my spiritual strength by getting close to God, building that relationship so that I know that I'm hearing God. Mm. And the one thing that I really want God, you know, to, to develop is the compassion that Christ had. And I think that's a dangerous thing to ask for. Yeah? yeah. yeah? But we have to see that. We have to want to feel that in order to reach out. Because that's where we, we meet people at their need. You know, sometimes it's easy to do things where we can give out of our excess. Give out of what is easy for us to do. Uh, sometimes a situation calls for more of that, and more than that, and we've got to learn, you know, to identify that. And it's not the same for all of us, right? We're all different. So we have to, you know, some people might be doing some excellent work in one area. You say, well, I, I, you know, I know I should be doing that, but I really find, I'd find that very difficult. God might not be calling you to do that. He might see your strengths somewhere else. So, you know, it, it's that. Uh, it's, it's quite humbling to think that, uh, you know, one of the great orators and things of all time, you know, I suppose, <laughs> I suppose it was. We always look at Paul, his writings and everything. Yeah. When he writes to the Corinthians, he says, I came to you in weakness and fear. Absolutely. I, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and with much trembling. <laughs> my message and my preaching were not, not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. So that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. I mean, you know, there are so many people that we can look to and see examples in. Um, And we need to sort of look and and see, you know, am I more like this person or that person? Do you know, ask God what, what, you know, where your strengths are in that. Um... So, uh, you know, speaking to people about Jesus, you know, there are certain things that 
come up when you, you're sort of thinking about it. The fear of actually going and speaking to them to begin with. And then, you know, if it's someone who's in your sort of circle of friends or whatever, do you start worrying about what the others are going to say? Are your friendships, you know, are you, are you swayed by what those friends might say? I said the, the, the possibility of being wrong is always a fear. But that's, that's only because the devil is telling you yeah, <laughs> that. Yeah. There's the, fr- the fear of being confronted. Maybe they'll come back at you and, uh, you know, have something to say. Do you want to get into more of a, a dialogue um, that might, you know, have... Do you feel strong enough to do that? Um, so there are lots of things... But I think the fear of losing friends, I mean, is quite a, quite a real one. But then when you look at it, you really look at the people around you that you call friends in your workplace and things. Um, sort of imagining me sitting at the sort of coffee tables at work and things. And you've got people you chat to regularly, you call friends. But at the end of the day... What is a friend? They're acquaintances. A friend has a relationship with you and will, knows you and will stand by you. Yeah. And, you know, we have friends here. Absolutely. We have friends. You know, God gives us very good friends. And God's not going to ask you to do something and, and then sort of make you the laughing stock of people at work mm. or anything. Yeah. They might, it might actually cause them to think. I know that I've, I have spoken about things around um, the coffee table. And sometimes we've had some very good discussions. But uh, there are a number of people who are sort of very sort of vocal in their sort of agnostic ideas. And they can, can sort of almost make fun of you if you have a belief. But I believe it's because they really don't, they're not sure. They're probably frightened, they're not, because they don't really know. So I don't think we should allow them to govern, you know, what we might say. You know, if something comes up in conversation, say, right, I, I really can't, you know, condone this or I really can't because of, you know, it, you know it's worth sort of sticking up. Uh, Got to remember that God didn't choose us to join with him in this mission because of what we can do that's true yeah he didn't he certainly didn't ask me because of my persuasive words (laughs) and my eloquence (laughs) Um, we've just got to realise that he didn't do that because he 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 chose us yeah effectively for our weakness because he knows Right, 
He says, I'm going to do it. Absolutely. Right? The, 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 the time we then say, oh gosh, look at me, I was able to do this. It's the time we take back from God, God's work. And that's not it. We are dependent on God. We, don't, we only stand where we are because of God in us. So, you know, I could go. I'll have to say, I have an amazing friend who is always giving me so many pointers and sort of thinking, making me think about what I should do. Right? (laughs) Jane. I'm out with her, you know, and everything. And she. You know, I, I think being nice to a cashier is just smiling and sort of say, Jane Burst gets into conversation with them, isn't frightened of sort of bringing up, you know, her, you know, Christianity. She is such a breath of fresh air when I go, when I go out with her, and she's like that, you know. She's amazing. I mean, I've been with her. She's she's gone through her. She does regularly go through her shopping list, making sure she's been, you know, she hasn't been overcharged. <laughs> but when she's overcharged, she'll go back and say, "Look, you've charged, you've uh, you haven't charged me enough for this." And they stand there going, "What? What?" <laughs> you know, it's it's you know. She's an amazing person to learn from as you go when you're going out and around and meeting people, and we learn from each other. And I just thank you, Jane. You're brilliant. <laughs> and you know, being able to communicate, just our love, our beliefs in just everyday, you know, situations is what we want to do. So what do we need? Well, I've got... I'm speaking to myself. I just need to soak myself in the Word of God. And he says in Psalm 14, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. So that's what we've got to do. That needs to be our mantra. Absolutely. And realise that God is in our weaknesses. And uh, I know it's a bit short, but I want to end with another sort of uh, thing that I read today, actually. Concerning um, someone's opinion about Donald Trump as president and his inauguration. And uh, it went on, and he says, How do we li- live in these dark times? So obviously he's feeling pretty right. He says, And I realised f- with fresh intensity how important it is to focus on the witness and example of people whom we think of, whether or not officially canonised as saints... <laughs> That is, people, in a remarkable way, centred their lives on love. Love of neighbour and love of God 
people who challenge me to be a braver, freer, more adventurous, less cautious life. Sorry, live a braver, freer, more adventurous, less cautious life. And I just thought, yes. And whether you think there's going to be hugely dark times coming upon us with, with Trump, we know we live in an age where there's some real fears around. Um, and some people have, I think, you know, they un, unwarranted fears. Because media is so negative and always bringing the negativity of situations, they feel that their lives are under, under immediate threat. And so, yes, it is. And we've got to learn to, you know, be able to convey the peace that comes through God. And I can honestly say at times, I, I look at situations and I, I sort of think, how would I respond in that? And a few years ago, Jane was with me, I had to go to um, the hospital to have an um, uh, appointment because I had a lump on my breast. And we went, I went in and the doctor said, well, do you, want, do you want us to be up front about it? And I said, of course I want you to be up front about it. <laughs> Don't want to hide anything. So prodded and poked as they do. And he says, well, I'm pretty certain it's cancer. And in that moment, you know, they, they, they had the sort of uh, Macmillan nurse or that was one of the nurses around. Jane was there and everything. And I thought some people might have taken that, you know, quite as a traumatic experience. I just thought and I thought, OK, I've got, I might have cancer. I, I actually f didn't feel as fearful and it wasn't till you know a lot later. I was you know I was going around thinking, am I supposed to be frightened of this? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? yeah. uh, and because I know that God's in control. You know that, that didn't mean to say I've pre I was really relieved that it wasn't. It was a cyst. It wasn't cancer. But you know God is in control of my life. Yeah. And I want that to remain so. I want those. I don't want to have those fears, and I want to be able to tell people, you know, that you can have a life without fear. It's not doesn't mean to say it won't be there. Because actually, leading up to that, you know, appointment, those two weeks. Yes, there were times when I was frightened, but you can't allow yourself to live in that. Because you won't live. Yeah. You know, we have a certain number of days mapped out for us. We don't know. Yeah. But uh, what we do know is that we put here for a reason. And that reason is to serve God. So we have to put fears behind us yeah. and w learn to walk in his steps. Because he leads us. He's not going to leave us. He's um, behind us. I was, uh, 
זה... Remember love, it's a, a, a chorus that's from a song from the new Hillsong's album. Remember love, remember mercy, Christ before me, Christ behind me. Your loving kindness has never failed me, Christ before me, Christ behind me. So. Oh, thank you very much, Trisha. That's brilliant.